Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Overflow podcast. My name is Julian Estrada. I want to thank you all for joining me again today. I know it's been a while since I put out my last um, episode, but unfortunately, with Easter just passing, life has just been so busy. Um, we, had, we had a very big Easter drama here in Rialto. It was uh, titled Forgiven. It was a very good skit that Sarah Booker uh, really put together and ran very well. Uh, but it was a lot that we had to do between the practices, setting up, just being available to help set up with decorations, props, whatever it may be. But on top of that, we were also just busy with bus ministry. Bus ministry kept always kept rolling. Um, Sunday school has always been rolling. So just on top of everything else, life has been very busy. And there was no way I would have been able to steal someone's time and be able to put together an episode. Uh, this last weekend has been a lot of fun. We just finished up the children's seminar in the city of Redlands um, that is put together by SEC, and it was a ton of fun. Um, of course, very inspirational. I started going back to these conferences back in 2018 or 2019, one of the two, and ever since I have gone, my life has been changed. I know we have some great conferences that we have, um, like such as Peak and SEC uh, Commission that we do down here. Uh, we have Youth Explosions, things like that. Those are all life-changing. But God definitely took me to a new level through my ministry at one of these children's seminars. I know everyone's like, oh, it's just children's ministry seminar. No, 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 no. It is a soul-winning seminar, if I could really say it that way. We weren't just taught. Yes, we, uh, let me reword this. We are taught a lot on ch- the nuts and bolts of tick, uh, some uh, tips and tricks on how to do some things in your Sunday school classroom. But when it comes down to it, we're talking about how to reach souls. We do a general session that Brother uh, Ryan Gregg did for us. And if you just didn't get a burden for souls listening to them, it's just... You, 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 I don't know what you were listening to if you didn't get that. Um, he talked about, because he, he didn't just talk about doing bus ministry. He talked about doing Bible studies, getting people baptized, people getting filled with the Holy Ghost in the library. Like It was all these great, cool stories that God could take us all to. Um, those videos will be posted. Um, I believe it's going to be through Apostolic Children's Ministry with, that is put together by Brother Philip Booker. He will be getting a lot of those uh, videos, and he will be posting them on YouTube. Um, I will try to remember to post that those are now available whenever they become available. Um, but if you uh, are interested, please listen to them, especially the general session ones. Um, those would definitely be a blessing to you. Um, we did have some friends come in town uh, for the conference. Uh, we had the lads come down from Sacramento, and they are a great 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 couple from um, the rock church and they if i could just say it they are professionals they do it well they do it also with a full family they have four boys their hands are full they they but they do it they do the work of god and they do it great um we had a brother joey sister angel on today's podcast you guys will get to meet them and we also had the zamoras the zamoras are uh, a great couple that are doing a fantastic job here at in the Lighthouse Church. They, uh, but uh, brother Keith has been put on the spot to help with some of the skits, and he just comes alive. Uh, everyone just loves him. He is becoming a crowd favorite very quickly. Uh, Sister Haiti uh, doing a great job. She is on my bus route, um, aka the red route, and she brings the motherly love that bus route that a bus route needs um she's just um she brings her babies with her of course she they also have three kids and they just their passion and love that they're putting into our route the burden and desire that you could see through them through their acts of through their outreach and um Keith, uh, if I could just say this real quick, uh, just because we didn't get to mention this in the podcast, but one of the weekends, um, Keith was doing outreach, and there's a boy that is just God has placed on their heart, and he kind of just he, he comes and goes. Uh, it's a weird situation, but they just kept knocking his door. They just kept knocking his door, being very persistent about it, and he went, and one after he knocked the door again, no answer. 
He said, you know what? I'm going to pray over this door. And he prayed over the door. And he said, God, bring this boy back to us. And next week, the following week, they come walking into the apartment school, picking up bus kids, and that boy is standing right there. And he's back on the, he was back on the bus. It was so exciting. And when I saw him, my heart leaped for joy. And then Keith told me that story, and I've just been super excited. But that is what bus ministry is all about, doing things like that. We can getting any burden for a soul and a family. And I believe God is going to do something, and I am so excited to see it. So I don't want to make too long of an intro because this is going to be a really cool podcast that you guys can listen to rather than just listen to me ramble. So without any further ado, welcome to The Overflow. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Overflow Podcast. Uh, this has been a very busy week, uh, or weekend, well, week, all together. But we just finished up the, the children's seminar, so we're sitting here Saturday night with some friends at our church in the city of Rialto, and we have two sets of friends with us on podcast today. We have, you know what, go ahead and introduce yourselves. We have the lads <laughs> from uh, the Rock Church in Sacramento. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Brother Joey. Yeah, hi, I'm Joseph, uh, Joseph Ladd from the Rock Church in Elk Grove, California. And Sister Angel, go ahead. Hi, I'm Angel. A lot of kids know me as Miss Sunshine. Um, and I'm excited to be here today. Yes, these are awesome couple from the Rock Church. Uh, they are heavily involved in uh, children's ministry. And we also here have Brother Keith Zamora. Hi, I'm Keith Zamora, um, local here at Inland Lighthouse. Um, been coming here forever, and I'm just starting the bus ministry, so. Absolutely. Cool. And, and his wife. This is Haiti Zamora. Sister Haiti Zamora. It's very funny to hear her say her first and last name, but that's an inside joke. We're like that. So, um, so. We, this has been a very busy weekend. Oh, and then, of course, my wife, who's dealing with the kids at the moment, but she will be in and out of this podcast. You guys will hear that she has lots and lots she wants to talk about. Me and Kim, I want to go ahead and give you guys a little bit of a, uh, like a little bit of history behind this moment. Me and Kim have talked about this a lot. I don't know if she's told you guys about it. I'd be like, hey, tell them, like, we want to do this. We're, so we're really excited. So this is something that I'm looking forward to. So this is going to be on like, it's going to be on Apple Podcasts. It's going to be the number one on the hits. Like, watch. It's just going to go insane. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but right now, as I mentioned a little bit ago, we just finished up the children's seminar in Redlands. Um, so we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about what the lads do in uh, the Rock Church. And we're also going to talk about the Zamoras getting involved in Sunday school. You know, we'll start with the lads. You got... Tell us about what you guys do. Tell anyone that's listening. We get people that listen all over the United States. Tell them who the lads are. Who are you guys? All right. Well, I've been going to the Rock Church in Elk Grove for uh, well over 20 years. I think I moved to California when I was nine. And uh, right before I met, um, well, then it was just a friend, but my wife now. I jumped into Sunday school when I was about 19, 18, something like that. And uh, ever since, I've had a burden for kids and uh, really jumped in with both feet into the Sunday school department helping out. Um, Since then, uh, we've been put in charge of Extreme Team, which is a, I think we'll go into that probably for a little bit later. Absolutely. Extreme Team, and uh, we are now lead teachers of the Within sixth grade class. Thank you. Oh, very cool. And uh, just directing the Sunday school department in, in those those classes. 
Yeah. Very cool. 19 years old. You said 18, 19 when you started? Yeah, something like that. So um, we're not, I'm not trying to age you, but how long has that been now? You said... I'm 34. So 34. And man, so that's, that's some time. Almost 20. Yeah. Put in some time. What about you, Sister Angel? When did you get involved at the Rock Church? Um, I got involved when I was 16. I did not want to miss out on Sunday school. I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. And so I begged them to allow me to come in. So I was the very first 16-year-old to go through Sunday school teacher's training. Oh, wow. Cool. So um, that was 21 years ago. <laughs> 21 years ago. Wow. You guys got some time in. I mean, I, me and Kim, so we started and we were newly married, so 21. And we're, so we're right at 10 years. So we started 10 years ago. And, I mean, it seems literally like yesterday, though, when I had my first Sunday school classroom teaching. You know, I'll never forget that moment, you know, walking into Sunday school. I didn't even know I was even technically joining Sunday school. I was just asked to come and help that day. And I was like, absolutely. And I walked in, and I remember being, hey, bud, you want to come and help us in this song? And we, we did the song. It's, I got a river of life flowing out of me. Makes a link. And I was doing these motions, and I had no idea in that moment, it, like, the claws of Sunday school is just dug deep, and I've been stuck ever since, and I love it. So it's, children's ministry is definitely something. When you get stuck, you just you can't get out of it. You can't. No, <laughs> you, just, you feel like you let down so many people when you do. It's like you got all these little people looking up to you, and it's like if you're not there, and you got kids coming up, you know, whatever work or whatever, you couldn't make it that Sunday. And they're like, "Where were you? We missed you." It's like ah, like I'm so sorry. You know, like it just it tears at your heart <laughs> compared to. I'm not trying to talk down, but like singing in the choir, for instance. You don't sing in the choir. The choir still sings, and, you know, like people might not even realize you weren't even up to that Sunday. But when you're a Sunday school teacher, they know when oh, yeah. they're gone. So they do. They do. Um, and then you guys have said an extreme team that you guys do. What, what, what is that? What's the extreme team? Yeah, so extreme team, um, we take 10, 11, and 12-year-olds. And, um, of course, ones that are you know heavily in church uh, have the holy ghost follow guidelines and then we put them in a leadership position in that sunday school class so we'll use them for action songs we'll use them for object lessons we'll use them for music we'll use them for singing ushering we sing they greet everyone then they come in they make sure the kids feel comfortable in kids church they take the offering We get them involved so that they're comfortable. Our goal is to get them comfortable with ministry before they get to their teens. Wow. And you guys, and I I hope I'm not jumping ahead, but you guys have some great products from Extreme Team. um, We've seen a lot of success. So I've been in Extreme Team personally before I got married, so I've been around for a long time. So it's kind of neat to see a lot of these kids that went through it that you don't feel like you're really making an influence, but... It's a really influential age range. And so when you see them now and they're leading some departments in our church, they're young, they're young marrieds, and that's even bittersweet to see them married. But now they're young marrieds and then they're leadership involved, involved in, in leadership. And a lot of them are saying, oh, yeah, like I just learned it from Extreme Team. Yeah, what she said, I really want to hit on that. That's so good. Because when you're in the moment while you're doing it, it feels like so much work and you're not accomplishing anything. But after you see the results of them being involved in the youth group or being involved in the choir or being involved in ministering or going overseas, Mm -hmm. and they come back and they go, thank you, Joey. Thank you, Angel, so much for putting so much into me. It's big. Yeah. That's where it's... it's so humbling. It Satisfying, really is. yeah. So we met you guys at the 238 conference. Yes. We were doing children's uh, children ministry together for the uh, Sunday school that they did. And then we really met at the, the late night evening, <laughs> <laughs> New Year's Eve, <laughs> up all night at that crazy crowd. That 238, <laughs> it's just, ah, we're old now. I'm just going to say, <laughs> we're old. And I'm sitting there with all that youth. I'm like, like ah. <laughs> but it was fun. We had a great time hanging out with you guys. Um, and then we went up to uh, No Limits, and we hung out there. We hopped you guys one of the nights. And you guys showed us your extreme team room, and there was a name that you guys mentioned, Ben Rodriguez. Yes. And, like, to me, I just see 
Ben, like I've heard his, you know, his, his little word shout he did on Holy Ghost Radio during that time during COVID. He did a little one. And I just saw a young, powerful man, a young kid. Well, he's probably young 20s, right? Like he's mm-hmm. really young. Um, he, his dad or his parents are missionaries to Mexico. Mm-hmm. It's another. And um, I've seen Ben. He, they actually come here quite often. They're oh. here. Yeah, they, they're like here sometimes Sunday nights and I'll see Ben and his family. And I, I just see, what I see, I, I didn't see Ben in the extreme team. I see Ben now, mm-hmm. the product of what you guys invested into him. And that is a, again, I, that's a, a great young man. You yeah. know, I don't really know much, I'll be honest. I, it's not like we're like best friends or anything. But what I see, he's a great guy. So what you guys are doing, you guys are doing a great job at that church and making Thank great, you. great people. Um did you guys well i guess i was gonna ask if you guys came up with the program but i guess not because you've been in it since you were 16 so well i wasn't i was a little bit older than 16 but we didn't come up with it with the actual like starting process of it that was our children's pastor Mm -hmm. but he kind of just cast his vision and just because when joey and i got married he just kind of like came in and started helping and just slowly it just came to the point where it was like I don't know. We just, it felt like we, we had yeah. training wheels and then the training wheels were gone. So yeah. we had to just, there's a, quite a few times we thought we just didn't want to continue, but. You know, we, we want to do something like that here. Actually, me and Kim named it. We called it the elite team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was emerging leaders of integrity through excellence. That's what elite stood for. We want to awesome. buy them like little nice cardigans or something that says elite just to show ownership that they're mm-hmm. in this group. Yeah. And then basically do what you guys are doing. Do it with bus kids, church kids, whoever's interested. You want to do more for God? Um, there's kids that I could think of right now at the top of my head who has gotten the Holy Ghost baptism just name. They're involved. But, you know, I want to just take them that little extra. You know, hey, you want to learn how to teach? I'll teach you how to yeah. teach a Bible study, how to teach a lesson, you know, and just do yeah. what you guys are doing. I dream of, like, having that team one day. We tried it didn't take off. It just wasn't right timing. But we'll we still have the form, the application, and everything. We still, me and brother Philip, we talk about it. It just hasn't happened. We have some little something going on with like young people who want to learn how to teach in Sunday school. They want to be involved, but they're just they're not really. I think they're under sixteen. So like, pastor doesn't want them just out of their own Sunday school the time or the whole time. He wants them in their youth class, but they yeah. could be used, but they have to rotate and all these things. But. Um, man, that's really cool. It's a great age because they, they're not, when they're 10, they're kind of like, oh, I'm still a kid, but I want to be grown. By the time they hit 11 and 12, like, they definitely are starting to feel like I'm too grown, but they still want to be a kid. You can see that transition, like, they're just getting older, but if you look at child development, that age is like, they're questioning, like, what do I believe? Why do I believe? Does... They're making friendships. They're like, that's when a lot of like the clicks start happening or the bullying. Or, mm-hmm. Like yeah. that age is so important. And so if you can catch them and like start instilling in them what they believe, what does this church stand for? What are the standards? And then they make it their own. And then now they're involved and they're making kids church happen. It's real. They start taking ownership of it. And so then there's, they, yeah. they, it just comes out of them. That's it's really cool. really neat. That's cool. Well, that's a great program. I think that's something we should look into, huh, Keith and Haiti? Yeah, yeah we should. Hey, hey, Let's hey. do it. <laughs> Let's make it Let's happen. Make it um, okay, so, and by the way, guys, I, I know we're talking about the lads at the moment, but if you guys have a question, jump in. No. I know you guys are probably just I'm like, just, like, you know, I'm I just, just want to say. I'm what I'm hearing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Little Miss Sunshine. Where did that come from? It, okay, is this, because Delaney came from the Rock Church. It's just like a thing, just people come up with characters and dress up all crazy. Grandma Delaney, Sweet like, Tea. Yeah. She goes by Grandma Sweet Yeah, Grandma, oh. you know, Delaney came up with all these characters. I'm like, okay, were you Delaney's Sunday school teacher? I was. Oh my word, okay. <laughs> we know where the inspiration comes from. Yeah. Look at this, like, I, you know, because I saw it at 2.30 and I was like, I wonder if Delaney like got some of this from her. I haven't asked her that, you know. Bet you it did, I bet you it did. So tell us, Little Miss Sunshine. And that's your, like your main character, right? Yes. Okay. So Miss Sunshine used to be a cowgirl. I had this fluffy old crinkled hat and big cowgirl boots. And I had really, really cool. I was, 
you know, yeehaw, Miss yeah. Sunshine. And so it was just something for me to come out. I was that awkward teen, and I wanted, I loved drama. And so it was always, if I could create a character, I could step out of who I am and become Miss Sunshine for the kids. And I didn't have to be intimidated. I didn't have to think about what others thought about me. I really didn't care. But, I mean, true, like, in my mind, I could be Miss Sunshine. And I could become something. And I could be something. And then when I I could step out of it. And so it it became that. I wanted to create a character that the kids would want to come and see. And 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 the kids responded to it? They did. And so Miss Sunshine continued um, until I think I got pregnant I, my costume didn't fit anymore <laughs> <laughs> and so I told the kids and actually I just found this out at No Limits um, one of the girls that she was in the Sunday school and her family moved and then she ended up moving back to our church and she said you know I cried the day that Miss Sunshine left because mm. we told everyone that I was going on a trip and oh. so Miss Sunshine wasn't going to be coming back for a little bit because I didn't know. I, did, I didn't know what life was going to be like with kids. And if, like I said, costume did not fit. So right. Miss Sunshine just didn't know what to wear. Yeah. So um, she said she went home and just cried because Miss Sunshine was leaving. And no. she tells me this, what, like 10 years later. Wow. So it really, it, it didn't, it just became something. And so somebody came up to me and was like, Miss Sunshine needs to come back. And yeah. I didn't realize the adults missed it too. And so That's great. I just... So I met Little Miss it. Sunshine at 238. <laughs> you came out as Little... And I remember... So we met before because there was a practice. Mm-hmm. And then when you started talking as Little Miss Sunshine, there was a, a huge difference. You could just tell, like, she's in character. She's teaching. It's... And you guys got to see Little Miss Sunshine last night at the children's service. She came out, uh, and like the moment she started talking, did you hear the difference in her we, voice? We like, weren't able to make Oh, it. you guys weren't at the children's <laughs> service last night. No. My work schedule didn't. Oh, oh that's no such a bummer. So I'd love to see it. Uh, no, they didn't. No. Oh, bummer. Yeah, I don't think they, yeah, I'm pretty sure they didn't. Yeah, so, but I remember she came out, and I noticed, because uh, we did a skit to get together, and you came out and you started talking to me and like I had it for a second. Remember, like this isn't Sister Angel right now. This is Little <laughs> Miss Sunshine talking to me. It's just it is super cool because like I've seen people try to do characters and they're still the same person. I that that's me for instance. I do this this character named Connor and Simon. They're friends. They just are never together apparently. <laughs> you know. So Simon was a basically a picked on in school. And he met a the the cool kid in school was Connor. Well, Simon was not uh, he was saved. No, I'm sorry. Simon was not saved. Connor was saved though. Well, they end up winning each other. To, or he uh, Connor won Simon to God. But when I act as Simon, who's a nerd, like I'll start trying to do my per- and then eventually it turns into me just talking. You know, and I like I I struggle with that. You know, mm-hmm. but the kids by my outfit. And I show up with the lime green shirt with suspenders on with the fire shirt. Uh, I have a fireman tie. They're like, you're Simon. You know, they, they know who I am. But I'm just not as, you're, you're really good at it. So uh, kudos. So It's just part of theatrical training. I did a lot of that growing up. So it's, it's well, character building. I think it's really important. I think every Sunday school teacher should do that. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's where did you should do that? Like college, a, a personality, high school, a character. Oh, it's a character building. Which actually goes back to a conversation me and Keith just had like thirty minutes ago. I just had this idea during the seminar. I need to get together an alternative. Mm-hmm character person we just talked about that didn't we? yeah yeah so your your character we came up with a name and i think we're gonna go with chief wacko chief wacko I he's gonna it. be this guy that comes in and does crazy stuff so get the kids yeah. attention well so. rewind a little bit when joey and i started like talking and he wanted to just be involved in everything i was doing we gave him a character, and so I was Miss Sunshine, the cowgirl, and so we brought in Deputy Do-Right. And so Deputy, <laughs> he was a great. cowboy, big old sheriff's badge, and he was always trying to do right. So he was always telling the rules, always trying to get Miss Sunshine to do the right thing. So that was kind Missing of Missing up too. a lot, but trying to do what's right. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. That's great. And you know what? what's cool? I love when couples do skits together. Yeah. So me and Kim, this is new to us. Like, we've always have done Sunday school together ever since, but now we're starting to do a little bit more skits together. Mm-hmm. And it's 
been fun and it's been a struggle at the same time because you know it's just I, I joke people be like man that was really good I'd be like oh you should have seen the practice though <laughs> we were like no no you can't say that no we should do it like this blah, blah, you, know? <laughs> start, <laughs> you gotta laugh because I feel like there may be some of that at home it's, but you just don't bring that to the class you let that go yeah. and if there was an argument 10 minutes before Sunday school over something now I'm, I'm just being honest We'd say, you know what? I love you. We got this. Like it's, you know. And I noticed the ones where we fight the most, we had the biggest impact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's because the devil's trying to steer you off. Like, nope, 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 nope. The devil knows, you know. And so, and um, that usually happens. Pretty funny. But we're starting. So we actually in our Easter drama because we've been doing a lot of a uh, couple things together. Our Easter drama, we got recruited to do Adam and Eve. So it's kind of cool, you know, and me and Kim with each other, I think it's because we've been doing a lot of Sunday school stuff together. Um, you know, you guys actually just did one together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keith and Haiti, uh, you know, you were Joseph and you were Potiphar's wife. wife. <laughs> so, you know, like, but that's and, a little, that's a that was also Jacob. And, the, oh. and Jacob's <laughs> yeah. Potiphar's wife, yeah. Jacob's dad, or you know. Joseph's dad, and the cupbearer. Yeah. And, you know, and... It's just it's just cool when couples do a role together that you know couples have to do together. Like for instance, like we did uh, Samson and Kim was Delilah, I was Samson. Well, Keith, we we made a funny twist to the story where he was a soldier, a Philistine who was trying to get these girls to trick me. Like hey, like he killed a lot of my friends. Well, one of the girls so was Kim who was Delilah, and then Delilah's friend who was Haiti. And her husband just got promoted to a very chief spot in the Philistine army, which was Keith. And they're trying to come up, and they're making, basically encouraging Delilah to come trick me. So it was like a little bit of a to twist to the story, but still so. telling the story at the same time. Yeah, it was to, cool. To betray Samson. Yeah. And it worked out. I mean, it was just cool to see like two couples working together and being in their couple roles, you know. And I love to hear when people do that. Sometimes, you know, like couples, not all couples are comfortable being in front of a stage together. Sometimes someone wants to be backstage. Mm-hmm. Me and Kim, I remember we were so impressed by Tyler and Brianna Hodge. Tyler was here doing a children's uh, like revival for us. Brianna was just in the back prepping the props for the next moment. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, you know, so he came out, he had everything ready, and she had this like little stash of candy for him too, just to like feed him some sugar, you know, and send it <laughs> back out, you know, so. It was just, and we, but me and Kim saw that, and we loved that couple dynamic, you know. Mm-hmm. So, that stuff is really cool. So, I mean, now that we're starting tying Keith and Haiti, you know, you guys have been doing a lot. How long have you guys been involved in Sunday school now? One month. One, One month. month. That's great. Four, That's four awesome. Sundays. Guess what? We were all one month at one time, though. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so, got to start somewhere, and that's great. So, what made you guys get involved? What made... You know. For for me, it was there. There were two things um, that really, what were it was an eye opener for me. The first one was um, when we started picking up Sunday school classes coming back from the COVID deal. Um, at the time, we were helping out another church. We were driving out to this church Sunday mornings and spending our our time there to be assistance to another church, but I really wanted my oldest son to go to Sunday school. And I don't even know why I felt it, but I did. So I made a hard decision to start coming back here Sunday mornings so he could go to Sunday school, and I saw the things he was learning. He'd come back to me after Sunday school into the morning session. One God, one God, Jesus is his name. And just, you know, he'd come in with the little burning bush or you know whatever activities they were doing and it was just like wow they're putting the word of god in my child's heart and mind mm-hmm. and the second thing was i start living for i got the holy ghost at 15 and a tent revival with cody marks when he was very young and i was content to come to church um Usher Sunday nights, you know, bare minimum. I was just content with coming to church alone for God. But once I started having kids, I realized, and I don't know how or what, it just clicked for me. I need to build a foundation for my children. 
because oh actually I won't say any names but it was somebody that passed away whose kids were not living for God that grew up in church and I saw that situation and it made me realize I have to build a foundation for my children if I want to expect them to do anything in God and become anything in God it starts with me yeah it, yeah and so, awesome. so it's all new to us. Sunday school's new to us. The bus is new to us. We're just diving in head first, doing the work that's needed. And it's really been an eye opener because if you're not involved, you don't realize how much work goes into it. Mm-hmm. It's not just show up Sunday mornings, put on a show and send them home. There's mm-hmm. prep work throughout the week, practice throughout the week. And I find myself down here at the church more often than not at this point. You know, there's mm-hmm. something going on at the church just about every night of the week. And um, it, I, I love it. I fell in love with it. I love it. I love the kids, The you know, just the burden that's been put on me. I just, you know, I want to do more. I want to do more. I just found out that they have a cleaning schedule for Sunday school after. I would have never thought, oh, you know what? Someone has to stay and clean up this mess. <laughs> yeah. So I message Philip, hey, put me in the schedule. I want to, you know, I'll clean. I'll do whatever you guys need me to do. And, um, you know, we'll see where God takes us. If if we do it for 50 years and win one soul, then it'll be all be worth it. Yeah. It's amazing. The kids, you, you'll start seeing your kids are going to be so proud. My yeah. dad works in my Sunday school class. My yeah. my dad drives that bus. The kids become so proud. Not only that, but I you mean, get more comfortable in teaching your kids at home too, and behind the scenes, and you start learning how to use everything at home: work, yeah. jobs, tools, anything. cleaning the Drilling toilet. It just becomes an object lesson. It just becomes a way to teach <laughs> yeah, them. Awesome. It just gets in God? your mind. Yeah, we're cool. just making ourselves willing vessels, and mm, God open this. Door for us, and here we are, and we're just trying you know, to learn and do what we can. That last line you just said, just making myself a willing vessel. Mm-hmm. That is where it all starts. You, a lot of people say, "Lord, make me a willing vessel," and then they walk out, and then they start realizing, like, "Man, those mirrors are dirty. Someone really needs to clean those." And then they just keep walking. Keep walking. You know, <laughs> whoa! You just prayed, "Lord, make me a willing vessel." Or they walk around with a broom and uh, they like yeah. trying to find the will of yes. God. That that was children's ministry. <laughs> I mean, the children's seminar service. So, the skit was is I had a broom in my hand. I'd be like, "Man, I gotta find God's will in my life. Like, what's the plan? Like, God, give me a sign." You know, basically. And then a man came out and he starts preaching. Oh, and I'm like, he's like, "You need to be a preacher." So I try, I try preaching, fail. But as he's preaching, he's dropping trash, you know. And he's wiping his face with tissue and dropping. Then another person comes out. What was that right after that? Um, oh, the, the gymnast right. guy. He's, like, jumping around. I shouting, like, what do you do? Worship. You need to get some energy. And as he's sweating, he's dropping Gatorades and, you know, and he's just making a trash, like, mess on the tra- uh, Dropping trash all over the platform. And I'm standing there with my broom, like, huh, like, what can I do? And then uh, Singer. Singer came out. She dropped, like, cough drops and water bottles. And lady came out and said, you need to dress nicer. And she's doing her hair. And she's doing, but they're all just dropping trash. And I'm standing there with the broom. And then Little Miss Sunshine comes out and goes, well, sometimes just the task that's set before you. Yeah. And, like, look at all this trash. We can pick it up. Yeah. So you got to just make yourself a wheeling vessel. You walk, you know, like, I remember, um, so uh, I was here one Sunday, one Monday, it was, I remember it was the day after, it was a Monday morning, it's here at the church, and I go in the bathroom, and it is destroyed. It is just nasty. Well, I realize how nasty it is, and like, I'm like, man, like, why don't you know I clean up after this? Other place to discuss, well, and God checked me. It was like, go put it, go, go clean this. So I, I did. I cleaned it, and I was on the cleaning schedule for the bathroom for a while. And you guys, actually, Keith and Haiti, yeah, you guys were so cleaning team. Before we had um, kids, we used to clean the restrooms for a few years. We did it for uh, about five years from the time we were engaged up until... Right before she, I had Oliver. Right before she uh, had our first boy, Oliver. Yeah. Um, we cleaned him on a weekly basis. And uh, it is it's totally a humbling... <laughs> it is. Yes. Yeah, but wanna, I, I will humble, say... Go clean some restrooms. I will say that once I got it going, I, I don't know. It was just... There was such a peace when it, that would come over me. It's just... 
I mean, disgusting, right? It's a restroom, but there was such a peace, and I think it's because I felt like I was doing this for God. Yeah. yeah. You know, and there's so there's that's it felt it felt beautiful. It's weird to say that I have found myself like feeling the presence of God while mm-hmm. cleaning the side of her urinal, your urinal <laughs> walls, you know. Yeah. But but God finds you in whatever you decide to do. So then after we were cleaning the restrooms, we did a little bit of like Bible studies or in- interpreting with with the deaf and things like that. Um, but when we had kids is when we had this pause where yeah. we felt like we couldn't we couldn't do anything. Yeah. You know? Um, so that that's where I felt like so if I'm gonna struggle with my kids, let me do it in Sunday school. Let me do it where it's all about kids. Mm-hmm. And honestly, one of the greatest influences I feel like for Keith and I is Kim and Julian. Yeah. Seeing them like they're in the bus with kids, they're in the bus with a baby, they're mm-hmm. out in the sun with their kids. Had it not been for their example, I don't know if I would have stepped on that yeah. bus. Mm-hmm. It's it's really intimidating. I know with your first kid, you feel like since it's all new, you can't do anything. At least that's how it felt with us, you know. Oh, we got to stop cleaning the restrooms because the fumes are going to make the baby sick. And you just come yeah. up with all these silly ideas. And now looking back, you know, we're doing it with three and we couldn't do it with one. Um, and it's just, sometimes you just need a nudge. And that's what we got. We kind of got influences. a nudge by example. <laughs> Julian led by example. Yeah, and, oh, if he can do it, we can do it. And yeah. honestly, there's so many amazing people at this church who are willing to lend a hand it's half the time i'm not even holding my children just because (laughs) you know these young girls who love babies they're just you know they're fighting each other for my kids and i'm yeah take them please you know then it frees me up to do other stuff and you know to sit down with the with, with the bus kids or to you know do a lesson or a skit or it's beautiful it's it really is a a family uh, just a big family, and yeah. we've we've been helped more than we could have imagined. You know, the, awesome. the help that we needed. If you're just make yourself available, and you you're gonna see you, we could look in a mirror and find shortcomings all day long. Mm-hmm. I have too many kids. We yeah. can do what Moses said. I can't talk. You know, all these people have all these excuses. But once you get in God's will, and you're just making yourself available. He'll find the help yeah. you need. You, you need someone to help babysit, you know, while you, because I remember me and Tim, me and Tim, well, Kim, <laughs> my wife's name is Kim, not Tim. So we will uh, be, you know, we'll just be stressed out, like, oh, you know, this, how are we going to do it for teaching a lesson? And so God's like, well, so Kim just prays to God, like, help us, like, you know, and sure enough, like, we have those babysitters. I just walk up and be like, let me hold your baby. And I remember Aiden wouldn't go with anyone, you know, but. Aiden was also would just sit there and watch us teach a lesson. Mm-hmm. So we had that. Then we had Aubrey, who still wouldn't go with anyone, but one person, and that one person was involved in Sunday school and would fall asleep in her arms every single time it was time to teach. Like, I don't think Aubrey hardly ever fell asleep in my arms. Like, but she would just, <laughs> boom, like dead weight in this lady's arms every single time. It was such a blessing. <laughs> and we're just throwing, we're like, oh, that's great, you know. And, um... You know, we get that help as long as, again, like I was saying, as long as we make ourselves willing, make ourselves a willing vessel, do what the kingdom of God needs, you know, seeing the windows needing to be cleaned, seeing whatever it may be, and just doing it. And God will bless you for it. Um, I remember one day I was down here, I was cleaning the restroom. So my brothers, they're not in church right now. But uh, one day they came down with me, and I had some things to do. I had to check the buses, and I had to clean the restroom. But he came with me. I was like, I was like would you mind just giving me a hand real quick? He said, yeah, okay, whatever. And I, I stopped. I said, tell me later this week when you get something for free. And I promise you it's because you're doing this right now. Kind of just laughed. You know, he's like, okay. He called me later that week. He goes, I got a free lunch today. Someone came and just like, hey, man, I'll pay free lunch. I was like... God is paying you back for cleaning those restrooms. Awesome. And I was like, I promise you. That's and then because awesome. and I believe that hundred percent. The yeah. blessings yeah. that come from doing the work of God. Yeah. You guys have I absolutely you know, like let, let's share some of that, you know. Like, um so I shared that story about me and my brother and I would almost know like guaranteed, like, okay, I'm cleaning the restroom today, or I would go out and I'll clean all these buses by myself. I didn't complain, I didn't care. 
I, I want it to. And people be like, that's a lot of work. You do that all by yourself. I said, I got there with a pressure washer and some soap and scrub those things. And I guess, um, let me just back up a, a second. My introduction to bus ministry was cleaning the buses. I, I wasn't riding them, but I remember one day I'm standing outside. Let's greet the kids as they pull up. And I'm like, I saw this thing come in. I'm like, oh, no. How is that thing so dirty? And... And I remember I talked to Brother Philip, like, hey, we need someone to clean those buses. And he looked at me just like, okay. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. we, he, his, plate, his plate was completely full. <laughs> and and it, it really was God talking to me like, hey, like, I, you see those things? Go clean them. Mm-hmm. So I went out there. I recycled my cans and bought myself a pressure washer from recycled cans. And I, that's what I started doing, just going out, washing these buses, making sure they were clean. Um, but I would know that I would get... I, like something was going to happen later that week where it's going to reflect me washing the buses. Because people be like, you do it for free? Yes, I do it for free. Yeah. In a way, but God pays me back. He pays me back and, uh, you know, you just get the love of God. There's Sometimes it's hard to understand or to explain to someone that I am blessed. And they may be like, well, you don't have a million dollars. You don't have a Lamborghini. No, like, no, no, no. But you're not sick. Yes. You're not. Uh-huh. You're, you're, you're not. Car's not breaking down. Lord have mercy. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. House is not breaking down. Yeah. Like, you, know, you know, you just you never know the and what God sends. Yeah. Like blessings come in so many different things. Yeah. Um, I, I'll never forget one of the moments when I knew like I am blessed. There's many a moments, but one was when Aiden was sick. Yeah. So, Aiden got cancer when he was two years old. He was his liver. He was liver cancer. I remember it was. Like, earth-shattering moment, figuring that out. But we knew we were blessed when the nurses would come in and be like, he doesn't even look sick. And it's his liver. You should be jaundiced. You should have weakness. You should have all these liver issues. But he didn't look at it. They were like, he looks fine. Huh. And I was just like, it's God. It's just God keeping him healthy. And then, they, I'll never forget when he went into surgery. He came out of surgery. And a nurse that was like, I've worked on this floor for 20 years. And I've never seen them go in and remove the tumor without having to do like a whole liver transplant or leaving some of it in there and not being able to get it all out. But the doctor was like, I got it all out. And the lady was like, I've done this for a long time. Never heard that. Wow. It's because I know I'm blessed. Yeah. And then we go through his chemotherapy treatment. Three months later, we're done. Mm-hmm. Then the nurse looks at me and goes, I've never seen a treatment that short before. I was like, because I'm blessed. Yeah. And then, you know, and then and I remember the nurses would be like, oh, be careful. He's going to get so sick, the nausea, the vomiting is going to be so bad. Bring him in when he starts looking dehydrated, when he's, you know, showing the signs of dehydration, when it's too much vomit. And we're just like, we're bracing ourselves. Like, here it goes. Let's go home and we're going to tackle this together, you know. Aiden threw up like two or three times. And that was, you know, and, and uh, a two-year-old figured out, that if he was to cry for juice when he felt nauseous, he'll drink it down. Just, oh, juice, juice, juice. Oh, here you go. He'll drink it down and we'll throw up. Like, I'm fine. We knew. But he's two years old. And he figured that out. It's because God was putting everything in him and we're just blessed. And there's still a moment that makes me think back. And obviously, we believe in angels and we believe in all that. Well, Aiden, right before his surgery, was sitting on the hospital bed and was like looking at the roof. He just kept looking up, going back and forth. Back and forth, looking in the corner, and then he'll point and laugh. Then he'll look at the other one, point and laugh. And we're like, "What do you see?" He's just like, "Ah!" Like he couldn't, he never explained what he saw. Huh. I'll never forget that moment. And I think there was angels in that room that night, you know. And, and he was playing with angels in the room. So, um, you know, I, I'm doing pretty well, but that stuff makes me pretty emotional. It's, but it's the that is no that's how we know we're blessed and we were heavily involved in Sunday school at that time like me and Kim we were already invested and uh, you know um, I actually just had a talk with someone the other day and they are talking about you know oh you know like all these hardships they're going through and they're backsliding because of it like literally walking away from God you know and I'm like well let me ask you a question because they're like you've never been through what I've been through and I'm like well have you ever had a son had cancer before? No. Okay. Well, I have. Do you think it's I should have walked away at that moment? 
I was like, I, I could have been like, God, I do so much. I do Sunday school. I'm here. I was involved in music ministry. I sing in the choir. I play the guitar. I come to every single practice, and you let my son get cancer. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. I stuck through it. And, uh, and I knew, and actually, I, I told him, I came to the church and I prayed. I got on my knees at the altar. I remember there was no one else there. And I'm screaming, crying, like, in the church by myself. No shame. And I said, God, he's yours. He's yours. Heal him. He's yours. Take him. He's yours. And I remember just, I remember that prayer. It wasn't easy. I was like, God, I'm coming before you as Abraham right now. And I'm laying Aiden down on this altar. And I am giving my, I'm ready. He is yours. This life is yours. And I'm glad I didn't have to take a knife out and do it like Abraham (laughs) did, you know. But I was like, you know, like I, but I remember that. And um, again, heavily involved in Sunday school, heavily involved in ministry. And God kept Aiden safe. He's strong. He's healthy. He's seven years old now. Out, he's in remission. Never, no more doctor's appointments. Not even checkups. And it's just the the blessings of doing God's work. You know, the blessings. Um, the overflow. The overflow. <laughs> and then that's yeah. what this podcast is all about. It's about doing the the work of God. Um, if if you could look back, and maybe a younger you. And think of like when you decided to join ministry or talking to someone. If there's something you could go back and just reflect on or to inspire someone else, what would you say? Um, so uh, let me back up for just a second after everything that was said. Um, I, I got to thinking, you know, none of us, I don't, I'm not trying to talk for Julian or anything, but I don't think any of us... Um, that are in the ministry, kids ministry, whatever ministry you're in, are in it for those blessings specifically. Yeah, I'm not in it to get a Lamborghini. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, love what my Lamborghini at, it's coming Jesus. Oh, I yeah. wouldn't <laughs> say no, but <laughs> <laughs> well, right, not what we're doing. Yes. Just to hear that you went through those trials and didn't back out shows that you weren't in for that reason, right? So I think I think it, it, it goes without saying almost to, that you, you get into ministry because you're so in love with God yeah. and you want to do this for him. You're in love with Jesus and you're like, I'm going to do it for you, Jesus, to reach the world. And I think that's probably what I would tell somebody is fall in love with Jesus and find what he wants you to do. And when you're deeply in love with Jesus and you find what he wants you to do, nothing is going to stop you from doing it. It doesn't matter how hard life comes. Yes, there'll be trouble. Yes, it'll be hard. It's not going to be easy. You're still going to have to fight to get through it. You're going to have to learn how to do it. It's Mm -hmm. going to be hard. It was not easy for us. And I Mm -hmm. doubt it was easy for anyone else who's successful. Um, and, And you know what? Believe it or not, that's what makes you successful at not being easy. Yeah. When it's hard and you fight through it, that's when you learn the most. It makes you something. So I think God actually puts those there on purpose for you to learn. Um, but that's what I would tell them. Yeah. Fall deeply in love with what you're doing for Jesus mm-hmm. and not you know, what that's you're getting out of it or for someone else or what, how it makes you feel or anything. Because if you're doing it for those reasons... You won't last very long. Because your friend's doing it. Exactly. Don't get into it because, you know, there's a girl that's really cute or <laughs> or any other reason. Was I mean, that, it was might. speaking from experience? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you might start that way, and it did, actually. I'm be honest. It did start for me that way. But, but you love Jesus burden just came, as much. I love Jesus yeah. long More. before that, yeah. right? Yeah. And it and I did get a burden. I and I'm going to share this, and then I'll let Angel say her what she uh, wants to say about it. But um, I jumped in because I wanted to, you know, hang out with her. But shortly after that, I was in a wing stop eating a lunch after work, um, and I saw a child in the table next to me being asked to go to the counter and ask for a water cup. And when they went to the counter, they asked for the water cup. They went to the machine without being prompt by their parents, by the way. And they turned and said, Coke or Sprite? 
And at that moment, I felt God talking to me and checking my spirit, saying, these children are being trained to steal and trained to lie and get away with it. Yeah. And a burden hit me right then and there saying, you were privileged to have parents who taught you what was right, good morals. And some of these kids are being taught the complete opposite. And it broke my heart right then and there. And I thought, I'm going to do whatever it takes to try to feed these kids the right morals compared to what they're being taught by their parents right now. You know, that that's actually really, that's really insane. Because our kids, we are kind of competing against this world agenda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if we don't do anything about it, these, these kids are going to grow up confused. They're going to grow up, you know, like, I, you know, and I'm not trying to be funny, but if, are, am I really a boy? Am I really a girl? Yeah. You know, we got to be able to yeah. implement some good things. And I want to back up a little bit more where you said, you know, fall in love with Jesus. Fall in love with Jesus. Because Jesus asked that same disi- that question to the disciples. Do you love me? Mm-hmm. And they, they said, yes, Lord, we love you. And they mm-hmm. kept asking, like, do you love me? Mm-hmm. Why, why do you keep asking us this? Feed my sheep. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when you truly follow Jesus, you're going to go and do his work. You're going to feed his sheep. And Jesus, who knows all things, knew, if you really love me, you're going to feed my sheep. And yeah. if, you, if you really love me first, when that persecution comes, because guess what? You're going to jail. You're going to jail yeah. for, for me, for my name. You're going to suffer persecution. You know, Paul went through it all. Yeah. And... But he never stopped spreading the gospel message. He never quit. Mm-hmm. Imagine being Paul and Silas sitting there in a prison cell, beaten up, mm-hmm. and you just you love Jesus so much, you just start singing praises unto Him. Yeah. And all of a sudden, an earthquake happens. You know, we when that and that is hey, actually I'm gonna tie that in with what you just said. When you go through that hard time, is when you're gonna learn. And when you go through that hard time, when you get out, revival, yeah. right? Like you're gonna have revival in your Sunday school classroom. Like, yeah. why are we not getting kids out of this apartment complex? Keep getting through it keep going and then boom we're gonna have a family show up like we just did last sunday right like you know so and not only that but with the one of the apartment complexes that we've been knocking we um knocking doors week after week get a couple maybes get a lot of cold shoulders my wife just felt a burden for that complex and so we kept going kept going and then I remember the first Sunday we stopped and picked up the bus. I think it was two weeks ago. And we got our first kids from that community. It was yeah. just the it's best the feeling ever, right? Yeah. So then, you know, we're, we're dropping them off. Oh, you know this person? Oh, go with me to knock her door. Let's, let me try to convince her to come, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we talked to the parents, and you just established contact, uh, contacts. And even though... They might not come that week. They know we're coming on Saturday to knock on their door. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we'll catch them, you know, trying to go out the side. Sometimes we miss them, but they know we're going to be there every Saturday. And I just, I'll never forget that feeling of having the first kid show up. Yeah. The first, yeah. I think it was a family, right? Jeremiah's kids? Yeah, yeah. Jeremiah was, that's the dad's name. That's okay. So um, they, the, uh, that that is actually like that's what it's all about though. Mm-hmm. We just kept pushing, we kept going, and we find those kids, and they start coming. And those kids are gonna have friends, and they're gonna you know they'll be okay. Week after yeah. week, and nothing, nothing, yeah. nothing, nothing, nothing. Finally, Sister Angel, what would you say to your younger self or a younger girl, looking like I don't know what to do? It's there's so much I could say. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think what really impacted me is, and I keep, this lesson keeps coming up over and over and over, is the Bible asks us to come to him as a child. And these kids, they're, they're an empty, you know, they're just a blank slate, and we're, they're becoming what we put into them. Mm-hmm. And the more that we can put into them of godly principles and and unfortunately, some kids are just not getting at home. Either the parents don't know how to, or they just don't have the morals. And I would definitely encourage anyone that wants to be make an impact in the kingdom of God or make lasting effects is that go into children's ministry. Yes. Because 
you know, it's there's times when you feel like you're, you know, when you're an adult, you know, like we talked about the struggles, you know, you just feel like, you know, God, my son. But it's in that moment that we truly learn when we get down on our knees and say, Daddy, this, what's going on? I'm, I'm hurting. And that's when he becomes our strength. Yes. That's when he becomes our healer. That's when he becomes our provider. And when you look at it on a child's level, like that's that's when you start to see how much he truly loves us yeah. and how much he truly loves those kids. And I heard it said once, and it's always stuck with me, is that the best way to get on a child's level is to be on your knees. Wow, and I like that. You can look at a child eye to eye when you get on your knees, but when you get down on your knees, you realize you used to be a child and that the child's not looking every time I have a newborn baby that baby doesn't go looking for dinner doesn't go looking for warmth knows that mommy and daddy are going to provide it they don't worry about it that's just something they know if I just ask cry yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> that my daddy or mommy's going to provide that and it's such a great reminder because the God wants us he wants us to come to him and humble ourselves and I think it's just over and over I see God's love. I feel God's love. I feel so, there's just something about being a part of children's ministry. And I teased somebody who said, oh, we're going to find you a children's pastor to marry. And I said, not on my life. I will not be in children's ministry for the rest of my life. Well, I put my foot in my mouth. But I, it, it caught a hold of me. I, like, I loved kids, but I didn't realize that would be my life. And I would not trade it for anything no, today. That's great. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah. You want to touch someone's life forever, get them as a child. Mm-hmm. You know, Brother Philip has this really cool uh, like statistics that he looked up about children who decide to serve God at a young age. That that decision is made at a very, like, it's like 10, like maybe even less than 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And we're helping make that choice, and we're planting things in them, and we're going to change their lives forever. Because they it's not just the Bible. Away. Yeah, no. it, it's not just the Bible. When you're in kids' ministry, you can definitely bring the Bible to life and yeah. be like... You could change generational curses. Exactly. I believe that. People who are like, my mom is a drunk, my, my their mom was a drunk, or my dad, you know, it's just, that's all we do. Drinking is all we do. Then we could stop it, and their kid would never know what the taste of alcohol looks like. Mm-hmm. Or tastes like. I can't even talk right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, then, you know, we could literally change... But like they're like, oh, I never knew Grandma was like that, you know. But like, no, yeah. guess what? When we picked up Mom, she came from this dark world, and you never will experience that. Yeah, and that to me is a beautiful thing. Um, I, I, you know, just growing up, uh, it you know, I started coming to church at a young age, and I'm glad my parents made that choice for me to start coming, you know. But they saved me from a crazy life that they came from. Mm-hmm. But that's what we're doing as Sunday school teachers, bus workers, you know, we're picking these kids up and we're going to change them forever. Yeah. My yeah. kids will never know, you know, like what my parents did, you know, as growing up and things like that. Keith, what would you say? As someone who's you know, just dove in, I would say start sooner than later. I, you know, I, I can't help but to think what if I had done this 10 years ago? Mm-hmm. What kind of foundation would I have established? What, what kind of kids could I have seen, you know, testimonies and stories mm-hmm. I'd have to tell. Um, don't wait. If, if, you're, if you're having to pray about it, someone once told me as a young man, this always stuck with me and I say it all, all the time. Um, I had a lot of questions as a young person. I asked him, what, how do you know if something's the will of God? And his response is 90% of the time, it's just pure common sense. And so if you're having to pray, God, do you want me to do Sunday school? Do you want me to do bus? The answer is common sense. Yeah, Yeah, probably, yeah. If you see see that there's a need. I can't imagine God looking at you and saying, no, I don't want you to go to bus. Yeah, I don't don't want you to go knock doors. I got something else for you. You (laughs) you know, just make yourself willing. And that's what we did because... When, when I decided that I needed you know, start building my foundation, um, I didn't know where it was going to take us. I didn't know what we were going to do. Mm-hmm. But we made ourselves available, and this is the door that opened up, and we were, uh, we're in love with it. I love it. And I can't help but to think, what have I missed out on the past 10 years? Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, you're just saying like, you know, to a young person, you know, that's what a lot of young people say. Like, I don't know God's will in my life. What am I going to do? Pastor Booker says, the will of God is for you to do what's at present present right now. What's at present hand? You're going to wake up tomorrow, you're going to brush your teeth, you're going to get dressed. Did you guys hear that, that podcast? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. With him, no, you guys were quoting it. That's kind of <laughs> well. It's so it's it's so true. You know? Yeah, yeah. We're living. Get up, brush your teeth, get ready, and go to school. Do your best, and you'd be like, oh, you know, like should I play video games or go to Saturday Outreach? Hmm. Huh? Just just like let's just weigh that out. Okay, should I go to whatever? You know, or should I maybe you know save a few bucks and buy it? I, whatever. I don't know. I can't. I can't think of every situation, but. The will of God is for you to just make yourself available, like what you said. Yeah. That's good. And Willow is making her debut. Mm-hmm. What would you like to say? Now she gets quiet and shy. <laughs> yes, he's quiet. Hey, Haiti, what would you say? I would say uh, just do it just in all seasons of life, single, married, with kids. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. did take a little break, but honestly, there was, it's lonely. It's empty um, to just go and come, go and come, but being part of Sunday school and getting involved is just so fulfilling, and whatever you decide to do, God will show up. Yeah. You will not be alone, you will have help, and things will fall into place. Yeah. Oh. And I believe that, there, oh, there she goes, now she has something to say, I'm just kidding. You know, the, um, that's so true, like what you said. There is sometimes people have to make like minor Adjustments. You know, you have a baby. Sure. Your availability is not the same. It's just not. But to back out completely, it, it's not. I don't think that's very wise. Stay involved. It, it adjusts. You got to do things a little bit different. But just keep doing it. Don't pull yourself out of something because I'm married now and I need to get to, you know, know my spouse and I. We needed this year of bonding. Man, mm-hmm. it is no better than to be bonding together while sweeping them off in the floors. Yeah, <laughs> you know? There's so many things that go into it. I mean, we need, you know, baggies prep for snack. We yeah. need stuff, you know, like we need prizes stapled to cars. There's the always jumper. something. If you don't want to get out there, you can't commit to being there three days a week. Or I mean, if there's something that you want to do behind the scenes that you can do at home, then do it. Get yeah. involved. Stay involved. Yes. If you're not sure if there's a need, ask. Because it seems like every week I'm finding out there's more to it. There's more to it. There's there's more to it. You know, it's... You could... God... I just talked to a, a gentleman today. Um, he had a talent that he... Um, basically put on the shelf because he wanted to commit himself to God and God said, no, I can use that talent. Mm -hmm. And so if there's, maybe you're not a people person, but there's something you can do. Maybe you're a good cook. Hey, you can go help out in the kitchen for the breakfast for Sunday school or Mm -hmm. take out the trash after Sunday school or, you know, maybe you can... Drive, you know how to drive a bus. You can drive the kids back and forth. You don't even have to interact with them. There's there's so many things to do. Even outside of children's ministry too. Yeah, I yeah. Just I bake cookies for somebody who's a new guest. Yeah. I mean, oh. we, we get we get our sis. You just said something right now. <laughs> Make cookies for our guests. Pastor just preached. Just, just preached. Did he? Just oh preached. Word. What was the title? Just do something. Just do something. Just do something. And he so said, good. you know, you can't just do something. He goes, go make someone cookies. Yeah. That's literally what he said. It so, changes somebody's day. Like, oh, yes. I mean, can you imagine walking into a, a church? I mean, imagine walking into a grocery store and you sign up for their, their little savings deal. Or, or, I mean, when you walk into church and you sign, hey, I'm a guest here. Like, how amazing is it that you would the next week, you get a knock on your door, and somebody's brought brand new, warm, fresh, homemade cookies. You know what? Or... That church really thought about me. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, like, there's just something you can do that doesn't require. We, we do visit follow up bags here. We'll give them a coffee mug with their logo on it. We put bags out there, and Saints will go pick it up. And just knock a door. I have a couple in my car. I've been trying to get to all week, but we've been at the church every night of we, the week. We got a ton of them right now because of Easter, and that's. But that's something. If if 
Someone's looking for something to do. Hey, find an address that's by your house and just go drop this bag off, and it will make someone's day. Yeah. Or, it's so yeah. simple. Just Or you could just go ask your pastor or maybe a leader in the church. Yeah. Hey, I really want to get involved. And what is it? Whatever they tell you to do, yeah. even if it's cleaning the toilet. Sure. And yep. then God will lead you from there. Just do that with yep. all your heart. To yeah. expand Whatever on that, that real is. quick, too. You don't need to run to your pastor for everything. If you see the trash needs to be taken out. Take it out. Don't go run to the pastor and say, hey, does that trash need to be taken yeah. out? Just get up and do it. You know, I've had so many times when we were cleaning the restrooms years ago, people would come in. Oh, brother, that last stall's out of toilet paper. And I'm like, well, there's a supply closet right there. Like, yeah. I'm not always going to be available. You don't need a run. They knew we were doing it. So, Brother Johnny King at Summit said something. He was like, you don't need to ask your pastor to clean the windows. Yeah. You don't need to ask your pastor to take out the trash. He goes, when you do that, you're just looking for recognition. Yeah. Not permission. I just like, ooh, yeah. that's good. Yeah. And I know what you're saying, though, is look for, when you're saying go to your pastor, you're looking for direction. Like, pastor, yeah. what do you need? Mm-hmm. And he'll, you know, trust me, the man of God will gladly lead your <laughs> steps to where he needs you, you know, yeah. and it will be, it will be a, uh, Correct, you know, for for what you should do, and uh, some of us need that. Some of us get self inspiration, you know, mm-hmm. like just seeing messes, seeing whatever, you know, standing outside, seeing the bus pull up. That's just dirty. And I mean, like it was one of those things where we had a Sunday school just meeting. I was like, Brother Philip, those things are they're they're white, but they're brown. Like what? Mm-hmm. And he was just like he. I remember he looked at me just like, like mm-hmm. I, I okay, and I was like, I'll do it, and I just started doing it. So, okay. you know. What? Thank you guys. Unless you guys have something else to say, no, you guys want it's, anything it's else. Never, it's never too late to turn your life around. So. Never too late. Never that too is great. Late. If you're 80 years old and you want to get involved in Sunday school, go get involved in Sunday school. <laughs> you know that's what this the podcast is for is for the newly married, the young, it's for even the older people who are just going to sit back and listen and and been doing this for a long time and they may giggle at our mistakes like you know things like yeah. oh man like yep i remember those days you know <laughs> or they're gonna be you know what these people are you know maybe inspire them to make cookies still you know yeah. there's Do a something. little lady in our church she just she loves writing and she oh, went out and she cool. bought five boxes of cards and, just write and card. she just writes cards and lets people know that they're loved That's and you know she what? just That's sends so them out. They're just little. She's just she's a grandmother who just can't get out to go do anything. You know, and that's great because you know that that personal touch to things is getting like it's getting more and more rare. You know, the the we're used to text message, mm-hmm. but a handwritten note is so much different. It changes so. your life for sure. But guys, it is ten o'clock. We've been going for an hour. Oh my God. And, which is great. I know it goes by so fast, huh? It's awesome. And we're going to wrap this up. And I'm going to just encourage everyone. Guys, These this couple, I mean, we've seen it. And people who got some time in, someone who's brand new. Do something. Get involved. There is such a blessing that comes with doing the work of God. Mm-hmm. Brother Joey, Sister Angel, Sister Haiti, Brother Keith. Hope I didn't say brother when it's supposed to be sister. I think I got that all right. I'm all sister Keith. <laughs> I feel like I got, got that all messed up. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me and sharing this. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. To everyone out there, God bless and have a great day.